I got my elbow on the windowsill, hand on my face, looking out to the world. A lot of questions lay awake in my brain, and I'm still trying to suss out what I'ma say. And if I do speak on some things, is it you that's gon' cut all I hate? So here goes. Why is it that when some guy makes it out of hood life, they're like, no, we can't let you. And then now if I vote away, girls can compensate them like they the victim is so wrong. And expect us like that. Just like that. Just like that. Welcome in. You're listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. I got a very special guest in the studio. I know you were sick of hearing from two privileged white boys <laughs> banging on on the mic. So I brought in my boy Lenny down Kia. there in the white cuddle. Kia ora, kia ora. How are you, mate? Katie Pie, thanks, mate. There How are you? Go. Good, bro. So this podcast is stemmed out of uh, something I had on the Keep the Change story, and you said uh, this is a very interesting topic. So I'm going to just take people through this context of this so that they can get up to speed with, with where this has come from. But basically on the story I had a, a post from somebody who was saying that they're a Pacific Islander and they hate when my own people use the word or use where we come from to hold themselves back from great, no one cares, just level up. Grandparents, oh, this person's grandparents migrated to New Zealand. Parents had average jobs, but when I came along, I got to uni, landed my career in HR. There's a fucking dog out there. Dog. And got my first home. I grew up in a state home in central Auckland. I didn't even know it was, it was a state house till I was 16. I wasn't embarrassed about it. Never once I used the race card, like these are in sort of quotation marks, to get me anywhere in life because no one cares in capitals, to be honest. Um, and you've said to me, very interesting topic as I agree with this, and I see a lot of it myself. But in saying that, and after getting a bit closer to some of the environments these kids are coming from, this has given me a different perspective. Would be a good podcast episode, actually. And I said, yeah, bro, we should get on the podcast about this. (laughs) And then... We're up here, we're doing it. My reply was, environments fuck so many people up. (laughs) They do. And then here we are. So I guess, um, give us a bit of context about your... Yeah, yeah. Let's go two ways, bro. So firstly, one, like, what, what you do. Yeah, and then secondly, we'll go um, through where you've come from, from sort of childhood yep. to now. Sweet, and then that might give us a bit of context of how yeah. you might think about the things you think of. All right, sounds good. So, my name's Lenny. Um, I, like you said, I'm live down in the mighty Waikato and Matamata um, with my wife Emma, and we run or we own Fitzone New Zealand. So we've got a chain of um, four gyms in Matamata, Te Aroha, Pairoa, and Waihi. Yeah, so that's me. That's what I do. Um, nice. Yes. Right. And you've got hundreds of members across these gyms, and yes. you give some, you give people a place to come and transform and improve their lives for the better of the entire Aotearoa. Yes, that's right. So our little purpose is, well, it's a big purpose, is to bring a great health and fitness experience to the rural towns of New Zealand mm. or Aotearoa, because um, we that, feel like they miss out. See, that's cool. What you just picked up on yourself there, right? Like you said, oh, that's a, like here's our little purpose, and you're like, no, fuck that. And also, I like how you're like, we're in New Zealand. You know, yeah, New Zealand chain, New Zealand business. Yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, they they want to. It's still oh. in me, you see. I said yeah. little first, and then yeah. I had to check myself and say, no, it's a big, it's a big purpose. Because mm. there's heaps of people that could be doing it that aren't doing it because they're not driven enough, or yeah, it's not well, a big enough purpose for yeah. them. And yeah, and well, they're not passionate about it. But Emma and I, especially Emma, are really passionate about um, fitness in general and what it can do. Um, obviously, not just for the rig, <laughs> um, but also mentally and. Um, just with your overall well-being, yeah. Yeah. And how long have you been in business for now? Uh, the major's been six years. Six years. Yeah. Nice. So we, yeah. Got our first gym six years ago. 
And prior to that, had you thought, I want to have a business one day? Yeah, so um, basically my previous employer, which was um, Grant Mont, Big Monty, he owned Viking Kayaks and he pretty much grew that from, um, he was milking cows and then making a kayak in between each row of cows and then he's grown that into like a yeah, factory in New Zealand and in Australia and we were sending kayaks, fishing kayaks all over the world. So he grew that into that. So I was a big part of that journey with him. So he yeah. gave me the bug with wanting to be in business and have a crack. He gave me the confidence to do that, yeah. Man, and what about like prior to that? Had you had you sort of thought, oh, one day I want to have a business? Or yeah, did well, he sort of plant those thing, ideas into your head? I think I've well, been around him and him believing in me early on when I was working for him. It gave me more of a pathway of like, oh shit, I could see this like A, I, I really enjoy the stuff we're doing. Yeah. And B, I can see I can see, I could do this myself. Which yeah, he nice. was a really he was really good at pushing that out of me. Like I'm not saying don't think too big because you'll you'll have to go work somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> He's like didn't try and keep me. He was always um really positive about me trying to do my own thing and mm. yeah. How important do you reckon it is to have someone in your life that believes in you? Massive. Yeah. It's like um I reckon this could be one everything. of the most under-talked about things in New Zealand society, yeah. Definitely. I mean, um, yeah, if, you've, if you don't have anyone backing you up on your corner, then it makes it very hard. But Yeah, yeah, because just thinking when you said that, you know, like I've got people like that that I've had and then I can think of people who don't have confidence because they think people haven't believed in them and then I can reference stories where people have become successful and they're like, you know, my mum would always drive right. me to rugby or soccer training because she believed that I'd be good and so then yep. I was, you know, that's how they knew that they could then do it. Interesting, yep. such an interesting concept, that. Eh? Yeah, and I think, like I said, then I could visually, hey, someone believed in me and backed me and even when I'd bought my own business, I was still working for him. Um, he, like, put me through, like, the breakthrough course still like yeah. he paid for it he's like first thing and then he was like I was nervous about it and he congratulated me and said yeah good shit that's awesome wow and I said I still want to come to breakthrough so I can start paying he's like nah, that's that's on me wow I'm just nice. like whoa shit <laughs> <laughs> he's really invested in your development yeah so um, mm. that was cool Um, and I had 10 years working for him yeah so he had quite a massive especially when it comes to anything financial he will had a massive effect on how I do things or see the world in, yeah. that, in that sense, definitely, yeah. Yeah. I think that um, there's this big perception that, because when, when the media report on business in New Zealand, it's usually like big business. That's right, yeah. So it's usually like, oh, there's the tally scandal. And we're like, fucking businesses. Oh, um, NZME taking too much of the wage subsidy had a massive year. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And like, people don't realise those businesses are in the 0.01%, like, scale-wise. Yeah. But 97% of businesses in New Zealand employ less than 19 people and they're run by people who are got their balls and house on the yep. line to Everything try and... All in. Yeah, to, to pay their own bills but also their staff's bills and see their staff achieve their goals. And a lot of those people are really invested in the people that they have close to them. But I think people get into small business or start working at a job and they don't realise, like, Maybe there's a chance my employer actually really fucking cares about me. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, I've had moments, you know, being a, an employer for a while, like, I think there's definitely like a, what's the word, not a culture, I think it might be a culture around with staff, like, quite a lot of them think, hey, you don't really care about them that much, 
Yeah. But um, it plays a big part in like, like I said on another one of your podcasts, like when things are going hard with business, business, you're like, oh shit, these people rely on me to mm. pay their bills. Like I don't want to let them down. So, yeah, you know, so there's a big, I think a lot of that too I learned from Grant too as well with the way he ran his business. So, so going back to your childhood, bro. Yeah. So grew up biggish family. What's the, what's the, yeah, what's the so, so basically um, I'll go from the start. Um, I'll go right yeah. back to where my parents met. Um, basically, born in Te Kawiri. Um, my mum is Māori and my dad is Pākehā from the from Te Kawiri group down Te Kawiri. And, um, they were farming down Aria area. And um, basically, it was just me and my sister at that point. So we were living the pretty standard life, like farmer, yep. wife at home. Um, you know, you go to the dairy, you get an ice cream and that. It's quite good. But as a kid, getting all the... All the all the nice stuff. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, so he, he's got a, well, we have a genetic heart disease. Um, so that affected him. And long story short, he had to have open heart surgery and he couldn't work anymore. So then we moved to Matamata when I was about six, I believe. And then my mum started working at rest homes at night for like below well, pretty much minimum wage back then, which would have been yeah. fuck all. And it was so- fuck all. And what was she doing during the day, sorry? Um, so she was, my dad was basically at home. I see. She's and then she was, dad. yeah, and then at that point we went from having like one child, we had six kids. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've got five siblings, sorry, two brothers, three sisters, and we're living in a state house yeah. in Matamata. And yeah, we were on the dole for a bit. And then, um, then mum picked up work at the rest home doing like night shifts. Yeah. Basically, yeah, so... Oh. On wage, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she was looking after dad, the kids during yeah. the day, and then would go and work yeah. at night to bring in an income. Yeah. And then I'm assuming your dad might have got some sort of sickness benefit or something. Yeah, he like did that, at maybe. the start, but then he yeah. kind of then he wasn't getting it. Um, I don't actually need to delve into that bit more, but I'm not yeah. sure how that worked out. But then dad would be home with us during the day when we were at school and that. But um, until recently, when they bring that the government bring it in that. All those sort of care workers got yeah. a pay rise. Yeah, mum was basically on minimum wage at these yeah. rest homes. Wow, working all night. Yeah, so money must have been pretty bloody tight. It was tight. It's funny, like me and my siblings, and even my parents. We look back and we laugh, like, how? Yeah, like, how did we crack up? Remember and like, yeah. we'll see like memes about. Yeah, you know, you grew up when you're broke when you got water on your cereal or whatever. There's yeah, always sort of yeah. memes in that, and we kind of <laughs> laugh at it. And like, we'd have sometimes we'd have luncheon as our meat for our dinner, and yeah, I guess when you're a kid, you're not really. You don't really care. Like, yeah. I, I like I like luncheon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my mum was telling me. Um, I went through a, a, an exercise kind of um, a couple of Christmases ago where we sat down and I was like, "Take me through." Oh yeah, like yeah. The whole journey, and I was taking notes, and then she got really embarrassed and was like, "Oh fuck, there was a patch there where I was having to. I could only get you kids um, wheat books. Yeah. And that's that's all you'd have until I got my next. Um, benefit payment That's right yeah And I'm like I don't remember that I'm like <laughs> You don't really eh I'm like Yo put the fucking steaks on now mum <laughs> um, Yeah but, so There was yeah. lots of that And like there was We'd have a noodle, We'd have noodle night And then we were stoked with that But it was just yeah. like Four packs of noodles In a big pot And then we'd divvy it out And Yeah But epic Like me and my siblings Are like best friends cool. Like we all were In three bedroom house With all these siblings We'd live Yeah You know my my poor older sister When she was at in the last couple of years of high school, my brother and I, Hums and I, were in a bunk, in bunks in her same room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so wow. she probably hated that. But yeah, money was scarce, and I think any sort of you know any sort of argument was over money with my parents. Yeah. So we had some them too, or with yeah, the kids. No, yeah. just them too. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, any they never really blow up about anything else. It's just about that. So mum would be like, you know, working hard and then why can't we pay for this? And then, you know, they just have blues about it. They'd have some pretty yeah. good ones. I still remember being quite shaken up with my sister, you know, just in a room, like, crying. Yeah. Because, you know, that's how... And it was all over money, mm. like, struggling to make ends meet. And, like, we kind of... We shouldn't laugh, but, you know, we look back at things and laugh about that sort of thing. But, you know, that was stuff we were actually going through. Yeah. And I think it made me, you know, in my adult life, like, my wife gives me shit because I'm always checking the bank accounts, always. Yeah. Just like... And part of it thinks maybe it's me thinking, oh, i just got to make sure it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so times were tough. A lot of love in our family um, that we went short on. All my mates always wanted to come to our house, which was so annoying because we didn't have the PlayStation or the Xbox. Yeah. But they wanted to come to our house and God knows why. Oh, because it was fun, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> must have felt that, felt like that energy, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. love. I wouldn't change anything with the way I grew up. Um, but yeah, had some really tough moments. I still remember um, at primary school, you know, school camps? Yeah. Yeah, so we had to like, we'd always have to start paying that off real early. And so yeah. you used to staple your receipt in the back of your camp book. I remember this vividly. And most kids would have one receipt, like just stapled in the back. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd have like 52 <laughs> $5 receipts stapled in the back. And yeah, I just still remember that, you know, obviously embarrassed about it. Mm. And then I still remember one girl saying. What, well, hang on. Why, why, why embarrassed about it? Uh, then I guess I must have started to pick up that this wasn't normal. Mm. Like we couldn't afford to. I think I was about standard three or standard four then. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I felt, that's when I kind of felt, oh, a bit stink, like, oh, shit, we're actually broke. Like, we're quite poor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. there's always people who are worse off. Yeah, that's when I started to say, oh, I'm paying this all $5 a week, but old Judy's just like, one, f- one forty spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah yo, <laughs> where the fuck's after pay? We're on prepay here. <laughs> we're paying 52 weeks early. Yeah. <laughs> Now everyone's paying 52 weeks after. Oh, yes, the reverse um, lay-by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so you started to feel, you started to notice like, oh, yeah. this, this is, um, my situation is different here. Yeah, and then I remember one girl saying, oh, my mum told me that you guys are on the dole and yeah. that you guys are like bludgers, basically. Oh. You know, I still remember that too. And I've, yeah. I don't know if I fully understood what that meant too, but mm. I obviously was starting to. And so that kind of had an, an effect on me too with, I guess, how I viewed all that sort of stuff. So it was yeah. almost, I was ashamed of that. Yeah. So in my head, I was like, I'm never doing, I'm, I don't want to be in, like, especially once I got a bit older, I don't want to be there. Yeah. Kind of thing. Nice. So it's helped shape the way you then have then decided how to do things in your life, right? Yeah. Um, I think one thing with having pathways and examples, like my mum worked fucking hard. Yeah. Like she just working nights at a rest home, like wiping people's asses and stuff, like, you know? Yeah. For nothing. So, one thing it taught us is like, if you want anything, you're going to have to get a job. So my sister got a job at the veggie bin when she was like 11, I think, five bucks wow. an hour. And I still remember like going, yeah, that's mean. Because he's like, come home with like a Coke and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> 600 mils. <laughs> she's like, yeah. And then she was really good though. Like, just spend all of it on us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then as soon as we could get a job, we wanted one. Like, I'm going to get a job. And I got a job. What was my first job? Oh, at the bakery at New World. Sweet. I was on about four bucks an hour too. Yeah. But I could just buy like, you know, I feel like um, some chocolate. So I want to buy a chocolate bar. Where, you know, growing up, you couldn't, we'd never get the chocolate bar. Mm. We never went to things like McDonald's or anything. Yeah. So um, you want a car, you got to go get a job and earn it kind of thing. Yeah. So 
Well, it's interesting how, yeah, you can then, you were like, it, it sounds like you were all excited to get a job. Oh, we were. Because you could tell there was more opportunity on the other side with the money you'd get. Because I wanted to get that Rip Curl shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be rocking that sandbags from farmers no more. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. all, and being a, you know, starting to be a teenager, so you're like, mm. um, my first pair of rugby boots are from the op shop, and they yeah. still didn't, we couldn't afford to replace the the studs, so those the plastic ones that were real sharp, you know. Yeah, gotcha. So I still remember having to fold those back so I could still use them for like rugby boots on the slashingers. Yeah. <laughs> so I still yeah. and like so that's why I wanted a job. Mm. You know, I wanted proper boots, and then if we had school trips, like I had the money there, and like even our school fees, we had to pay for it like ourselves. So wow, as kids, yeah, as teenagers, yeah, 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 just like because they're supposed to be a donation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, don't we know it? <laughs> voluntary. Um, yeah, so. Probably didn't have to, but then we obviously wanted to help our parents out too, so it wasn't mm. like a not mm. angry at them or anything. It's just like wanting to alleviate some of that from them. Yeah. We always give my younger brother shit because by that time it was just him at home, so he got, like I think they even got him a, they get him a car, I think. Whoa. Yo. Yeah, I know. He got all <laughs> sorts, but then we all had jobs too, so he was always getting Sorry the chocolate bar from me, something yeah. from me, something from Hums, you know, he was always getting a little bit of something. Yeah. The baby. And, it's, and what's he doing now? Tomo, he runs yeah. my, oh. me, my media, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so he's, he's my the youngest, youngest. he's yeah. the youngest, he's the baby. Oh, so he's gone down the business path too. Yeah, which is quite interesting, it's really cool to see um, someone in my family doing that, yeah, mm. it's been yeah. epic that I've been a part of his journey as a client and just helping him out as well, so. Yeah, so then, I guess going back to the, the Instagram post, yes. like, do you see people in your town, communities, etc., where they cap themselves out via whatever label they choose, whether it's like, oh, a Māori or uh, Pacific Islander or like yep. whatever it is. Yeah, definitely. I think um, even if I go to like certain business courses or conferences or whatever, quite often I'm like the only brown person there. There might be another yep. one brown person. Um, they're just not involved in that. You know mm. what I mean? They're just not present. Gotcha. Um, there's that and then... Just even, I think I told you actually after I got you down for that awards that time. Yeah. We were set, moving the gym gear in Pyro, so we got a moving company to help us, and a couple of Maldi boys were on the truck. So they're helping me load all the stuff in and out. They go, Oh, how long you worked here for, bro? And I was like, <laughs> I go, like, I was, How long are you a PT? And I said, like, Oh, no, 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 the owner. I was like, Oh, shit. Like, <laughs> you're the owner. Yeah. I go, Yeah, yeah. And they go, Oh, do you have that one in Matamata as well? Yeah, yeah, that's my wife and I. We run that too. And the one in Tiaroha. I was like, Yeah, yeah. And they're like, Holy shit. <laughs> no, yeah. I still remember them saying, Wow, you must be loaded. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> loaded. Yeah. Uh, maxed out. Define you know? loaded. <laughs> yeah. But even with that in my head, I'm like, oh, uh, I felt bad that they didn't fully understand what owning and growing a business actually was as well. Mm. And that their first thing was that they thought I was one of the staff members. Yeah. And it's because, well, I didn't say it, but. I knew and kind of felt like it was because, you know, who I am, I had the tattoo on my arm and I had the singlet on and yeah, probably <laughs> didn't really look like the business owner. But, um, yeah, I see a lot of that. And then even at... We does, got that, our, does that upset you or no? Um, like when you get judged like that or put into a box almost? Yeah, I, just, I guess I get disappointed, yeah, that yeah. they... I suppose if it's coming from those lads, you're probably like, fuck boys, you want to teach them to think differently. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. Um, kind of what the post was getting on about too, about people's mindsets and mm. understanding like you can do better for yourself. And um, even at, we went, we got a business award probably, I don't know, second or third year in business and lots of um, Māori 
were there yeah. as staff members, but not really any business owners. And then I got up there without even knowing I was going to say, I was just looking around. I was like, like not none of these got none of these, none of my fellow people are in the are owning any of these businesses. Mm. So then I got up and spoke, and I didn't, wasn't going to say anything, but it just came out, and I was like, oh, I just want to say that you know, you can be a business owner as well. You don't have to just be a staff member. You can like yeah create your own destiny kind of thing. And it's just knowing that, but a lot of them feel like, oh yeah, it's good for them or even yeah. to me in some extent. But you know, I can't really do anything like that, kind mm. of thing. Yeah, I wonder if it's just like a numbers game where they then haven't had the the seeds planted for them. Yeah, um, to think like that, or I think so. And I think with the way the education system's kind of set up, mm. even not just for Maori but for everyone, that doesn't really instill that. So what you're doing with keep the change, I think, is epic. So I'm always putting my staff onto it. Yeah, because regardless of race, I think in New Zealand overall, we're just not. Learning that stuff, nah, yeah. So, I but right. I think also, um, but yeah, just like how I was talking back to Grant, basically everything I learned financially, like good practice and like all that sort of thing, and like saving investment. Do you have a key saver? No, you need to get one. Like no, all that sort of stuff that came from Grant. Um, yeah. So I had that some something to model that off. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think a lot of these kids coming through, like we've done some programs with. Um, kids who are a bit off the rails or whatever, predominantly Māori kids, um, they just don't see themselves ever being, you know, being in that space or like, yeah, so it's not having that. Yeah. Um, I know you can learn anything online, but if you think it's not, you're not supposed to learn that thing or you can't learn that thing, then it's very hard to even start to self-educate yourself. Yeah, so that's where you're part of the messages, but the yeah. environments that these, yeah, people come from, right, because... I'll never forget one of my good mates, he's a, he's a policeman, and, you know, I'm sort of like, he's like, oh, these, these young fellas will be acting up and shit, and I'll be like, fuck, man, just like, give them a hiding or something, and surely they'll stop, <laughs> and he's like, honestly, mate, like, he's like, I take some of these kids back to their environments, and he's like, sometimes their parents don't even know they're gone, yeah. and they're just chasing some attention, or he's like, they've got no hope, I'll, I'll, I'll shut the door, and I'll hear... You fucking piece of shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, and and um, they're just getting just beaten into the ground, not physically, but like verbally. Yeah, and you aspect. fucking no hoper. And, yeah, yeah. And and my mate was sort of like, you can't like that's their environment. That's where you know, no matter what their races or whatever, like that, they're, they're just they being learn. conditioned. Yeah. Like, hey, you're a piece of shit, and you're, you you shouldn't expect to achieve much in life. And then. I guess like I come along and I forget those things and I think I can just tell people like, oh no, just change past, bro. You be sweet. Like, yeah, no, yeah. don't. Oh, you're a woman. Oh, fuck, don't worry about that. Like, you know, we've got <laughs> we've got um, female clients for next advisor that make a million dollars. I'm like, it's fucking mean. And easy, you know, I'll tell easy the story to. about it, yeah. and then women will be like, what? Like, why have you pointed out this woman? And I'm like, because it's fucking inspirational. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, are you saying only men can do it? I'm like, no, that's why I've posted about it to be like, look, um, anyone can do it. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, and that's the mentality I have is like, everyone can do it, and don't worry about your race and all yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. But um, for a lot of people, like, it, that's just not, that's not real for them. And it, I think, I think, and it's 100 percent correct. It doesn't actually matter. Mm. But it's about, almost there's a barrier to that first step of like thinking that way. Yeah, and like having. Someone like Grant in my life at that age, I was about 25, I was going okay. I worked hard, but I was a boy racist, so wasted heaps of my money, yeah. heaps of fines and shit. Mm. Still heaps of things on tick, you know, finance now, everything. And um, 
if I didn't really have, you know, someone like that who said, oh, no, like, what are you doing with this money? Because he kind of picked up with the fines he was having to pay. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, there's a theme here. <laughs> okay, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah you're so, self-taxing yourself now, boy. Yeah, so, um, I mean, a lot of kids won't get that. Mm. I kind of stumbled into that a bit. So that's what I was saying in that post. It's like, yes, and then. But. Kind of like, no. But yeah. like, yes, definitely like racing that. The message is, doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, you can get to whatever you want to be. Mm. And that's and that's where I reckon like what is powerful. And I mean, it's easy for me to say because I'm a bit extroverted. I can be out there and I can do those things. But like whatever box you put yourself in, I reckon you should then try and like make that box bigger for other people to be able to get into, and yep. so to speak. So say you're like, I'm a, um, a lesbian female that works in the corporate world. And like, shouldn't you then try and encourage more, like, show more people that are like you? Like, yep. if that's how you identify yourself or the box you put yourself in, then your role or responsibility is in some ways to be able to teach other people yes. that may ha- be in the same box or put the Definitely. same things on themselves to then go, well, here's some, here's a pathway for you to achieve the things that I've achieved. And yep. then at some stage, maybe like let go of the box or, yep. or go, maybe actually this box doesn't serve me well anymore, anymore or whatever. Or, yeah. And I think having, um, it's about that, seeing that pathway too, like we're having Grant or having, you know, a mentor like that, um, you know, just gave me like a pathway of like saying, oh, if I do this, do that. Yeah. You know, you can get to where, you know, to to, to where you want to be or to do mm. some cool shit. There's a good, you know who Rebet Hollis is? Pass. Uh He's um, plays for Manly Seagulls. <laughs> no, no, that, no, that's the lesbian um, office worker. I oh, know <laughs> she can't play for them. They don't like pride. Anyway, no. Rebet uh, is a mouldy fella. He's sold a business. He's he's real out there. He's got a book. Um, he's got content. He's he's got a radio oh, yeah, show. Oh, you have to like follow him. Yeah, and and he's big on leaving footsteps or or planting seeds for people as well. Yep. For people from any community, they can look at him and go like, okay, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah, because that's how he. Yeah, Realise exactly. his dreams of seeing someone else and thinking like, oh shit, I didn't think Māori people could do this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so then he was like, fuck, maybe I can. Maybe I can. And then he's gone on that path. And I think yep. that's the, you know, like the iteration of someone going, oh cool, I need to try and reteach some other people. Yeah, so it's, you end up kind of, because when I first started doing business and like my wife and I starting business, it wasn't about, I'm going to show Māori people that you can do it. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, we we're really into it. I love business and we we're passionate about fitness and creating healthier communities but then I kind of ended up like I was saying I'd be the only brown person there and like I'd be like why aren't there like more Maori people or like Pacifica people doing this yeah yeah. like because I want um I don't want to make it all about race but I would you know the more Maori people I see being successful or um you know designing their own destiny I think is better yeah um for New Zealand 100% in a whole because they take they obviously we make up quite a big or well, in a lot of the bad figures, we make up a big percentage of that. Mm. So, yeah, so, and then another part of it is there's, then now I feel, I also feel a, quite a bit of pressure with that too. Yeah. So going through a bad spot in my business, like, um, you know, you don't let down staff and all that, but I also thought, shit, you know, I'm out here telling these kids yeah. and that you can run your own business and all that, but if I fail, yeah, that'd be, they'll be like, oh, see? <laughs> yeah. So Told there's you. a bit of that pressure there too. Mm. Um which sometimes I think about and then get worried about, but I'm sure that probably just drives you more 
rather than it being definitely the reverse, right. It's like I can't fail at this because I want you know more Maori to be in business than to be successful with it. Yeah. And if some kids are coming through and seeing me, then I've got to make it work because mm. I want them to come through and do the same or not do the same, but be do better. You know. Yeah. Um, I did this exercise recently with a client where I basically asked them. I was like, you need to list for me all of the things that you think, or all of the things that you think about yourself that don't serve you well. Uh, yep, yep. And she was like, fuck. Like, oh, and she booked the call. Yep. So she booked a call with me to go over this exercise. And then I said, before we catch up, you need to do this for me. It was yep. two questions. But the second part was, you need to tell me all of the things that, that you think about yourself that don't serve you well. And, and when I spoke to her on the phone, I was like, she sent me this list. And I was like, fuck, this is deep. Um, oh, yeah. And I said to her, I was like, how did you find doing that? She's like, I have to be honest with you. Like, I started, I've typed four different emails to you to tell you, like, I'm not, like, I'm not having this phone call and, I, and I'm not doing Whoa. it. And, yeah. and um, but man, like, I think it's such a powerful exercise because you can basically list all of the things from your life that, uh, that don't help improve your situation or yeah. that, that are a burden almost. Yeah. Yeah. And so, what I got her to do is then be like, cool, slowly we need to like rewire and get back in control of these things. So, some of them we explored. I'm like, okay, what, what's this all about? Um, and then it's like one example from their life. And I was yep. like, cool. So, you've, I'm like, how often do you tell yourself this? Like, oh, every day. And I was like, and it happened once, once when you were, yeah. you know, yep. so you're like, you've used one data point to then create your entire Thinking. destiny. Yeah. So, as an example, it could be, you know, oh, um, someone like a Maldi boy being told, oh, uh, Maldi, like Maldi's never make it in business. Yeah. Bang, at age eight or 12, 13, it's whatever. In the head, it's <laughs> program. And that's their data point. And then yeah. for the rest of their life, they're like, no, oh, man, fuck that. Like, this business isn't for Maldi fellas. Like, yeah. No, no I got, and, like just any, and the, sometimes people can't explain it. Why, too? Like, they'll be like, they'll have a perception and it's just something they've heard or been told that's yeah. like just hard written into their psyche now. Yeah. Yeah, because the other side to this conversation is what Mike and I were talking about the other day. We are like, I've I've got the perfect profile because I'm now like white, yeah, young, energetic, yes, extroverted. So there's like the average looking, (laughs) (laughs) a solid four, you know. And so there's no excuse for me. So like, people expect someone like me. My profile is like. Mate, you should wait. You're a fucking millionaire. That's lazy. You get a hundred, man. What are you doing? <laughs> um, That's very true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's that perception of also like it works both ways. That mm. you've got all these ducks lined up for you. You should be bloody yeah, Bill Gates or F- further down, maybe yeah, Bezos. But um, like five years ago, man, I was drinking too much, sleeping in my car, like doing all the things that you you read about in the classic, <laughs> yeah. you know, as we talked about in the pop before, yeah. like the the classic battler to you know, sorting your shit out, yep. journey. But I was just, like, I didn't look at, I, I, I was taught my whole upbringing through, like, my dad yep. be like, you treat everyone with respect. And, you know, he would take us to South Auckland and stuff on the yep. weekend and, and, and you know, we'd get out and we'd go to the Everyone's butcher. The and, like, and yeah, 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 and then we'd live in Ellerslie, which is like a, a million-dollar suburb. But then on the weekend, he'd be like, oh, we're going down here. we are in Otara and stuff. And yep. it'd be like, I don't know any difference. I was just like, "That's cool." Yeah, humans yeah. are humans. I go to yeah. rugby league rather than the rugby, so it's yeah. like more working class. And so then, yeah, very brown sport in New Zealand rugby league. Yeah, at the grassroots level, w- worked in a freezing works and <laughs> oh, Danny you, you know. Yeah. And so then when I get up to Auckland, so I you're hear these, browner than me. 
like, holy shit. I, I hear these people like giving themselves reasons why they can't do shit. I'm like, nah, yeah, fuck, yeah. just let it go and get after it. Because, yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, just let it go and you'll be sweet. And it does get frustrating because mm. um, you see it. And that's what I was saying with the post, like 100% agree. Like I used to, I had a conversation with um, Kimmy who's the, at the Matamata College who does, they don't call it like a counsellor anymore. It's more about getting them into into businesses, working and that. Oh, not, yeah. School's yeah. not really vibing them. So she's yeah. worked. But, um, like placement or something. Yeah, or yeah. And I, was, yeah. I said something along that line. It's like, you know, I think I was frustrated because we had some of the young off the rail kids in brackets um, coming to the gym and, you know, it's a bit harder. It's a bit of a handful. We, they were training. Yeah, so we yeah. take them through like a fitness class and then yeah. they don't listen. And, yeah. Well, they're just kids in general, but they probably yeah. have a lot less short, shorter attention spans. Anyway, so I was probably a bit annoyed at that. So I said something like, you know, it's just, they just got to, don't they realise, you got to think about, just change your mindset. Like, mm. you know, you can be better. And then she's like, and then she goes, oh, why? So they can be more like you. And I was like, well, <laughs> well I guess so. And she goes, but then she said something to me, which I was like, oh, wow. And she's like, she's parking but she's like, I think your, your um, perception of them to be successful is to be as parkier as possible and I was like <laughs> and I was like but in my head I was like oh shit actually probably yeah <laughs> like but um, then she was like yeah, also you don't know what they're learning at home or where they're starting from mm. they said you might she said to me like you might have had it hard as a kid but you're starting probably in a position further forward than a lot of these kids like yeah like you said it's like your cop mate she's like I'm picking up these kids to go to school because their, their parents don't care Nah. They couldn't give a shit. So if I don't go pick them up and take them to school, they'll just sit at home and then just get abused. Be on yeah, and then they'll go yeah. do drugs and sell drugs and steal shit and mm. all the rest. So there's a lot of that. When she said that to me, I was like, because I was on on that same bus as probably the bro there, and yep. I was just like, fuck, they just need to snap out of it. Like, you can yep. do it. You just need to like, you can learn anything online. Why can't you just look on YouTube? Like you're looking at bloody um, one four videos on YouTube. Why can't you just yeah. educate yourself? But you know, but then I was, when she said that to me, I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, I'm probably a bit hard line on." Like, yeah, it's a good, it's a good point though. Like someone said to me once, you know, you you shouldn't be trying to create mini me's. Like you yeah. don't want to be create. Oh, I'm like, oh, I might like, shouldn't. What? Why not? I'm like, <laughs> but you know, because you start to you know, you you want to try and encourage people to be the best version of themselves, yeah, that's right. right? Yeah, yeah. Interesting that she said to you, "Oh, it's like you're trying to get them to be more pakiha." Like, yeah. what does that mean? Like that. that um, I think she meant. Um, I think what I was getting at. To be successful meant, because like you had to be a business owner or gotcha. behave a certain way. Yeah. Um, Which is more inclined or in line with how a Pākehā Yes, yeah, that's that what she was saying. Yeah, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah, like that's yeah. just the perception of what, I'm, I think I also said, there's another part to that, I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was probably not from a great place either. I yeah. think it was out of frustration. But I think it's more like, yeah, it was more along the lines of like, I think she was getting at me because I wanted them to be like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, that's cool that you can put that out there that this mm. is what you can be. But she says not everyone has to, their yeah. version of success might look different. It might not mm. be be what you're doing, Lenny. Yeah, I think there was a young fellow messaging earlier and I think I'll try and do a whole podcast on this, but he was, uh, I think he's around 18 and just getting into work and stuff. And then he started telling me about how, you know, the, it seems like New Zealand's just kind of set out for the CEOs of the world. And I was like, tell me more about that, man. He's like, oh, you know, these guys that are running the petrol stations and the, the petrol and the power companies and stuff, they're all on huge money. I just sort of said, man, like, 
those are just battles, bro. You don't need to fight at your 100%. age, man. That's like, not what I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, do thirty years yeah. of grind and then fucking fight those battles. Because I'm like, man, I I saw and thought some of the same shit at at the same age. Yeah. And it didn't help me at all. No, all it, it was just yeah. fuck me off longer. <laughs> yeah. And then I realised like, hmm. That's not helping. Nah. <laughs> nah. And it's almost like people want you to keep thinking like that because then you're less going to be less competitive because you, yep. you won't apply yourself to the things you really care about. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And you're yeah. kind of putting yourself in more of a box again. Yeah. Putting a ceiling on what you can do. Oh, man, the box. I think getting a label is important though. Like I think you can hold on to something. Like I, I might do a podcast on this one too, but. I don't know where I got this from, but years and years ago, I just decided I was a champion. And I just set reminders on my phone, like, the champ would come up. I started nicknamed, <laughs> nicknamed myself the champ. And nice. a lot of people would call me the champ. And I'd just be like, <laughs> I'm a fucking champion. And I, I'd still, man, I'd go running. And yeah. I, my, my mind would tell me, like, stop running. I'd be like, fuck off, I'm the champion. I'm the champ. Like, the champion keeps running. And, and then, like, I just <laughs> used something stupid like that. Yeah, the old affirmation. Yeah, but, like, reverse it instead of being, like, oh, I'm a... Yes, uh, you know, from a broke family, from do, a yeah. small town, or, or whatever, and no one else in my family has achieved this. Like, you don't, yeah, you don't ever see like All Blacks or some, you know, massive in the spotlight type role start going like, oh man, I, I don't think I can kick this goal. You know, like I, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah I've <laughs> been missing a few at training lately. So, and you know, I Can't didn't really actually, I didn't have the same training as Dan Carter, so I'm yeah. not sure I'm ever going to be. Um, it's good, <laughs> you know. But no, yeah, I think um, I think labels, yeah, like that, like affirmation of like, I I guess in some instances at the start, I definitely had a bit of imposter syndrome. Yeah. So I used affirmations a lot, like, cause like I'd say I was not just brown, but I was also young. And I'd yeah. go to a lot of these like networking things and and that all would be like middle-aged, usually white guys mm. who think a lot differently to me. You get the look up and down? Did you get the look, yeah, up, get and look down? up and down? Yeah, yeah, get a bit of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you know. They talk a different way and have definitely have different different perspectives on race usually. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just sometimes I didn't have to use affirmations like you deserve, like you're a, you are a successful businessman. Yeah. Kind of vibe instead of I turn up and no, like, I don't deserve to be here. <laughs> yeah. What am I doing here? Yeah. 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 So yeah, affirmations are real good. You're better than me, bro. Because I took like a few years to get into that. I in my early days, I'd be like, "What the fuck are you done?" <laughs> I get those people <laughs> looking at me like that. I'd be like, "There's a massive chip on the shoulder," but the, yeah. the angry chip, like, the, yeah, yeah, like, oh, oh, you fucking looking me up and down. What the fuck are you doing? That's so important, mate. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And sometimes I'd even ask them. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, and then I realised, like, oh, that doesn't help. Yeah, yeah, this is some immaturity in you coming out. You need I'll to be uh, burning the odd bridge there. Yeah, get on top of this. And like, I've got really good mates, you know, who are like. Our you know middle aged white guys who run local businesses and the champions, mm. yeah, um, and they quite often have different opinions to me on some other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I th- what I've learned too, bro, through my journey is that like winners win. So the more you find people that are in their lane and they're yeah. doing the things they want to do, they're not going to be like, oh, hey, bro, fuck, nice to meet you. Oh, but you're a multi fella. Like they don't even fuck. No one no, fucking no one thinks cares. like that when no. like you're shaking or sorry vibrating at like a different level. Yeah, bro. Where you're yeah. like you're not stopping to be like, oh, just a heads up. Like, nah, don't really sorry, like you. you can't really do it. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, people are more like, what do you do? Like, okay, yeah, yeah oh, where are you going? Like, oh, that's epic. Like, tell me more about it. Yeah, I get. It's a lot of that too, and I think mm. also that kind of, um, I get it a bit too. Where it's like, oh shit, oh. That's what you do, kind of thing. Tell me more, and like what we've done. Oh, well, that's amazing. That's great. Like, like you're saying, like a lot of people will then start. You know, it's about who you're around, and they'll be like, "Oh, actually, I know someone who does. Who do you use for this?" And like, 
who yeah, do you yeah. do your financing through and who you do that like you get some really good connections yeah but yeah, yeah they pump you up that's what you want yeah yeah you've got to be able to find those people I think hey, that are going to yeah. that, that's I guess the key things from this like find people that are going to lift you up and actually they're not going to look at your label that you give yourself and be like yep yeah, nah you've fucked yeah. you know that's, that's it for you like you're, I can show you where the, the road ends for you uh, yeah. you want to find people that are just like hey look at go and study this person look what they've achieved like if they can do it then why not and yeah definitely yeah. But I think it's just getting those, especially for getting back to like, um, you know, places where they're a bit more impoverished and they don't really have the same resources. I guess it's about getting people who like kind of look like them, sound like them yes. in front of them. So they go, oh, no, oh, I can do that. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and that's, I used to like poo-poo that a little bit too. Yeah. But then I kind of, now I've gone back around, I'm like, oh, well. Yeah, you need people like that. Like it's the same with sports. Like you need like a Benji Marshall to go over there, and then kids are like, "Yeah, oh shit, I can go do a flick pass at a grand final." And then the next minute you got Sean Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's true, that Johnson, and then you've got the next one who's like, "I grew up idolizing Sean Johnson." Yeah, and, and then, so on and so on. Yeah, and it's, um, yeah. yeah. Um, what was I going to say? There was something on that. Yeah, it was. There's a cool, couple of cool stories when I went to Wellington College. One was that. There was, um, they were telling me how they don't always try and keep the boys at school because, like, when I was at school, at high school, it was sort of, if you should have been at school, you should then be going to uni. So you've got to yep. get through seventh form so you can do it. Finish seventh form, go yeah. to uni. And then that's like a good tick in the yep. box for the school. Um, they were sort of explaining to me, uh, if these boys aren't going to be going to uni, like, we want them, and they're not engaged in school, we want to try and get them out that's of right, here. Yeah. And, get them, and I'm like, fuck, that's mean. And they said that they had this boy who was getting into some trouble, he was getting close to the gangs and shit, and just not interested in school, and they're sort of like, oh, this isn't going to be good. Yeah. And anyway, he just he just boosted one day, just like, nah, not coming back. And one of the teachers come to school and was like, oh, bloody such and such, I turned up to my house, and I was getting some plumbing done, and he's in my fucking house. Doing the plumbing? Yeah. Oh, And, and yeah. he started yelling to him. And he's like, hey, get on, mate. And he's like, a different kid. And he got the, um, so he's doing his apprenticeship, and he asked oh, cool. the, the, the um, head guy or the owner or whoever it was, like, and they're like, oh, he's a ripper. Like, took a couple of weeks to sort of get into the mould of how we do things. But, but like, he's found his thing, and then he's a different kid. Yeah, and that's the thing, I think, too too much. I was the same at school, like, um, you know, it's, like you're saying, it's drummed into you. Finish seventh form, uni, and then I done sixth form, but it was such a waste of time. Yeah, uh, and I've learned more from all the different jobs I had after sixth form than I had like you know at school. Yeah, I done uni, done the uni thing um, twice. Oh, polytech, sorry. Um, but yeah, I just think we should getting them into the workspace if they're not that if the, if if school isn't jiving with them. And getting getting them into something that does because it's not for everyone. Yeah, I think the story I was going to say before Kevin Hart going back to what you said about yes. how. So I saw this video where he was going to go into a school or somewhere to like a community to teach about financial literacy, and he and it was partnered with one of the big financial institutes of America, and he was just yeah. basically like, "No offense, bro, no one in the hood wants to see you white boys rolling there in white suits and try and tell them fucking how that's to do right. That's right. Listen, they <laughs> yeah. listen, man, because it's, that's what you don't need another person who doesn't understand them or know where they're from, mm. telling them what they should be doing. Yeah. And it's um who to another good guy like um David Latelli or oh, yeah, Brown yeah. Butterbean, like yeah. they had him on something. Didn't have the kids one morning actually, so I watched the AM show. Um and he was on there and he was like especially with everything going on with inflation and yeah. the cost of living, 
it's like kids out there at out, out you know South Auckland and that um, the role models they have at the moment and the more and more of them are going into gangs because um, they'll see you know people going work. to work every day yeah they ain't got fucking nothing mm. if you go in the gang well we got the nice car and it's got the Harley the Harley and and the Charlie, <laughs> <laughs> and all the stuff, you know. So then, yeah. once again, it's that whole role model yeah. of like, look, that looks pretty successful to me. If I'm a young kid, I, I spoke at a social media conference once, and it was people in the events and space. And I said, you know, if I can teach you anything today, it's that you guys have a responsibility to tell your story, yep. because I'm like, if you think like you're sitting here thinking this doesn't work in our industry, I'm like, you're leading the fucking gangs. Yeah, own that space, and they're getting new people. That's right. And I'm like, they're using it. Why can't you? And they all laughed at me. Like they thought, I'm like, I ain't joking, man. <laughs> like we need to. F- I'm like, you need to fight back. We all need to fight back. Yeah, and show what else is possible, so that if people stumble across some shit, they might get more interested in that, and the algorithm might feed them more of that rather That's than right. fucking gang content. And, and then they it, were looking you, at you me you like, click on the mongrel mob video, then you got the next one, and the next yeah. one, and the next one. Yeah, uh, you're right. The algorithm kicks in. And I think they were like, oh, yeah, you know, he's just. Like making a you know a bit of a joke out of this, I'm like, yo, like this is this is what's happening. You, get um, it. you need to get in front of people, man. Yeah. Hey, best book, mate. Best book. Best book. Shit on the spot. Um, or best couple. Anything what springs straight to mind for um, resources people to learn from. Dale Carnegie. One of the best things I've done in my life was do the Dale Carnegie like leadership course. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so do that Dale online Carnegie. or? Um, no, that was in no. person. Yeah. Um, if I can suggest, if you're going to do it, like you know, online's good, but in person. When you're really getting pushed out of your comfort zone, yeah, shit, that's you do some growing. Um, so Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people, and what's the one about worry? Um, how to stop worrying and living? Oh, start yeah, living. Start living. Stop worrying. Something yes, like that. yeah, the other Dale Carnegie one. Yeah, those two are like transformational. Yeah. Um, another one. Shit, I've read a few. Um, Nelson Mandela's buy is really good. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Just thinking Thanks. like. He uh, went to prison for 35 years on Robin Island. Yeah. And he came out and didn't hate anyone. How long? 35 years. Shit. So, yeah, he was locked up just for being an activist or terrorist, yeah. but not really doing anything, um, for 35 years. And he, they used to break rocks every day in the sun. Wow. And then he'd go back to bed in his little thing. And then he came out, become... And so most of South Africa were scared because they're like, shit, well, we locked him up yeah. in prison. And now he's the president. Is he going to kill us all? <laughs> Man, <laughs> I, he, I don't he, know he wasn't. He was just yeah. like... Um, Sweet, no, it's all love, man. Wow. <laughs> what a guy. That's powerful, man. And yeah. I think there's a quote in there, I'm going to get it way wrong, but it's yeah. like um, the easy way out is to hate someone, but the, the better way is to like um, forgive. Like yeah. that's like the harder thing, like it's the harder thing to, to do, Yeah. but it's like obviously the best thing to do. And in the end, it's actually really easy. Mm. Like to actually forgive and move on. And then like it takes a lot of energy in that to like hate someone. Like he could have easily hated everyone he's seen. Yeah, he'd been in jail, not not even New Zealand jail, like in a jail, and then crash rocks every day in the hot sun on a little island. Yeah, he would have had every reason to hate the world, and he didn't. So I'm thinking, shit, maybe I shouldn't hate Mike down the road. Yeah, maybe. nothing good comes from it. Eh? <laughs> yeah, no. What should we title this podcast, mate? Um, How should do we summarise this in, um, in the title that gets people listening? That's a good question. Can you be successful if you're brown? Question mark. <laughs> Yeah, why not? <laughs> It'll grab clickbait. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll probably get in trouble with someone. I probably yeah. shouldn't even said that. Uh, I say way too much rash shit on here. People know that I come from a good place. Well, people that really know me. I yeah, think. yeah, um, yeah. Why not? You can put that. I guess that's kind of how it started. Mm. Yeah. Oh, bro, fascinating convo. Sweet. I'm glad to get your input on that. 
Uh, I'll let you drive back down, back down home, mate. You're out of here. I'm out of here without a care. Good man. Good to get you on, bro. We'll uh, we'll have to do it uh, in the future again sometime. Keep smashing it, mate. How can people keep an eye on what you guys are up to? Um, so just at FitzoneNZ on Insta or Facebook, and if you want to follow me personal, it's the Maori CEO on Instagram. Hey, shocker, shocker handle. That's <laughs> a goodie. <laughs> Next time, see you, bro. See ya. Questions in my mind.